the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast. I'm your host, Emily Rose, and it feels... So nice to sit down and say that. It feels like it's been a while and it's been a while since I've been on the mic and also since I've just sat down and had a chat, just me and you, just catching up on pop culture, on life. I had put this call out out last week for questions for a solo Q&A episode that you're listening to now. And then things got really crazy in the world and I was despondent and thinking that this is just too arbitrary to be recording about right now. And then I realized, hold on, wait a minute. This is exactly the moment where we need to be taking breaks from fucking doom scrolling and relaxing and having a giggle together. So if I can contribute to that, if I can sit down and chat with you and be a little distraction in your day just for a few moments, I am so glad to do that. So I thought, yeah, that's and that's really the whole point of pop culture because the most common question that I get from little shitheads online is who cares? It's like we care because What else are we going to do? Sit all day only reading the news and then going to sleep or rather trying and just staring at the ceiling? No, we need a little break and we need to be laughing at the clowns that put themselves on display for us in exchange for fame and riches. So let's get into it. First, we're going to do pop culture questions and then I'm going to catch you guys up on life in general. I'm not talking about this week. I'm talking about just everything that's going on. You guys are really sweet about checking on me and all of my madness that's been going on in my life. So that'll be at the end for anyone who wants to stick around for that. But in the meantime, let's start with the first question. So if 
Okay, first question. If you could make a movie based on any 2000s reality show, which would you choose? Excellent question. Okay, immediately I thought of, have you guys seen the movie Blue Valentine? Um, It's with Michelle Williams and Ryan Gosling. And it's like, okay, this isn't really a spoiler because you can pretty much infer this from the poster, the movie poster. But it's this really depressing look at this relationship unraveling. And it's really raw and it kind of, it, it flashes back and forth between their happy moments to it completely falling apart. And it's just very visceral. And so I would want a reality, 2000 reality show that's any, based on any dating show at the time, but then you follow them and their demise in a kind of like raw documentary style of Blue Valentine. Sort of like Blue Valentine x Lindsay. Remember that Lindsay Lohan, Oprah, like docuseries that they tried to shoot? Yeah, that's what I would do. Um, Okay, next question. Favorite pop culture couple, Kristen Bell and Dak Shepard. (laughs) Oh, I'm just kidding. I actually, I mean, I've said this. And I will say it again. I love Kristen Bell. Doc Shepard, this is this is what we've been discussing a lot on the Patreon. We basically talk a lot about weekly updates of him vying for the public's attention uh, like a little brat. And uh, yeah, I am I'm I don't know if I'm ready to hear him just shut his shut his little mouth especially after making Jonathan Van Ness cry on air with his idiocy most recently um or if I just love to hate him and I get schadenfreude level enjoyment out of hating him so I don't know uh but I would say probably my favorite celebrity couple it's gonna be with an asterisk because I don't really like to stand anyone too much in Hollywood, or I try not to, because I'm always just on edge. I'm always waiting for some kind of allegation. Like this has this whole line of work of being glued to pop culture has made me just waiting for whatever news report about whatever beloved celebrity is going to come out. And it's like it it is what it is. I guess. I, I I keep saying nothing shocks me anymore, but that might just be a threat to the universe where I feel like every time I say that, like the the ante gets upped and the universe is like, oh yeah? <laughs> okay. Um, hold my beer then. Uh, so, but I would say, okay, of, if I had to pick a favorite, I would say Eva Mendez and Ryan Gosling. Just because they've been married since 2000, or they've been together since 2011, we know they're married because they vaguely refer to each other as husband or wife, but they've kept everything 100% private and not for some kind of like mysterious PR reason. They're just like, they both had been in the Hollywood machine for so long and I think just knew that airing yourself out is a recipe for disaster. So they don't do uh, they don't do public appearances together. They don't do interviews. They don't really comment on their relationship. The few uh, very, very small sound bites I've heard is Ryan Gosling being a- asked about what it's like to be in a house of all girls because they have two daughters together. And he said it's like waking up and walking through a field of flowers every day. Um, so I I can't help but fawn over that a little bit. And also, um, Leslie Mann and Judd Apatow, they just, they, they warm my heart and I'm not a big blind items girly. I I also, for some celebrities, purposefully don't really get into the rumors about them because I just I just don't want to know. I just want to have the wool pulled over my eyes just for a small handful. You know, you just you need to hold on to some hope. <laughs> There's maybe yeah, I'm gonna say like five celebrities who I'm like, I, it's like a don't ask, don't tell policy unless something makes it to popular news I'm like I'm not gonna go digging for rumors you know what I mean uh okay so next question why so many celeb divorces right now 
Okay. This is something that I have thought about a lot. The news cycle is cycling. They need new fodder all the time. And it seems like about twice a year, there's this big boom of like, this is the year of celebrity divorces or like, this is the fall of celebrity divorces. I remember the start of 2023. It was like this, the, the year has only just begun and we've had all these divorces. And it's like, ultimately in both life and <laughs> with celebrities, very few couples stay together. I think the divorce rate in the U S is 56% um, of married couples will divorce. So chances are more likely than not that, people will divorce. And then when it comes to people in the public eye, it's even they they have an even shorter shelf life for relationships. So at any given time, a lot of people are breaking up and or fewer, but people are always breaking up. So in those waves at times, there's just statistically going to be a lot. And so, yeah, I also don't, I don't think that most relationships are strong enough to endure the pressures of public eye. Like if you go back to, okay, regular citizens and you look at that 56% divorce rate, it's like, okay, so then you look at the rest of the people that stay married and it's like, how many of those are happy? Like of that percentage of people who have stayed together, Whatever 100 minus 56 is, I don't know. I'm not a mathematician, but whatever that percentage is, it's like how many are staying together for the kids, staying together out of convenience, what have you, out of their beliefs. And then what, I don't know, I would say probably maybe, I don't know, 20, 30%, maybe I'm jaded. And then the remaining few are in happy marriages. So even I would say a happy couple, I think would face difficulty dealing with the pressures of Hollywood, just having infinite resources and access is not natural. And I think could bring out bad tendencies, even in some of the good ones, you know, so it's, uh, it's a scientific force that's going to gonna break most of them apart um this was this was not on the q a because this happened this happened after um i got the q a last week but will will smith and jada pinkett smith saying that they've been divorced for six years and so but we've seen them together and talking so much about their marriage and the whole getting into an entanglement quote unquote, red talks moment happened within those six years. And so they've just been doing it for, for the gram, like for the photos. Well, whatever the, the celebrity version of the gram, like doing it for Getty images. And I think if both people have an equal interest in living to keep up those appearances, that seems valid to me. seems like you're both getting what you want out of it. Um, I'm wondering why they're announcing this now and if more news is going to come out about it, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, okay. Okay. Next question. I got a few different variations of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, thoughts on the trailer, Kyle and Mauricio. So just what my thoughts are on it because We've seen the trailer and we've seen them talking about cheating on each other and basically confirming their split, which is, I think most of us knew that they've been split up for a while. Kyle is the only housewife who was on from the get-go. Of all the OG housewives, she's the only one still on air. And she has been bringing absolutely nothing to the table for uh, a long time. And I'm not even... I'm not honestly even that mad at it because it's like in a five course meal, you need a little like you need to have a little bread in between. You need a little like amuse bouche, you know, you know, something like a palate cleanser in between 
<laughs> I say this like I'm just going out for five course meals all the time, but you know what I mean? You need, you can't have everything at a 10 out of 10. You need variation to make things interesting. And so to me, she's like the neutral crap, like saltine cracker, like just in between all of the, the, the screaming and the, you know, freaking out. And at times that's bothered me just because of how little she seemed to show of the actual issues going on in her life while demanding honesty from everyone else. But now <laughs> it all has to come out eventually. So now is the time to air it out and good for her for airing it out. I don't know if she's going to get into her relationship with Morgan Wallen. Uh, I mean, the fans have put that all on display, but she has a history of not really acknowledging a lot of the difficult things going on in her life. So we'll see. I'm very interested in, in watching that unfold. Also, <laughs> Erica trying to air out Denise Richards for being on OnlyFans. So embarrassing for Erica. Like, truly. It's the, it is the age of OnlyFans. Uh, one of the things that I love so much about living in 2023, and there's not that many things that I love about being in 2023 just because um, we're in hell. <laughs> Everything's on fire. But one thing that I genuinely enjoy is that we came from this age in the 2000s of sex tapes and that being something that could be a threat or ruin people or they would try to leverage fame, but also get a mountain of slut shaming and accusations that would come with putting out their sex tape. And now it's like no big deal. Everyone and their cousin are on OnlyFans. Okay. And no one cares. And I love that. The girls are making their money. They're, and they're doing it from home in the comfort of their own home uh, collecting collecting coins I, it brings it it brings joy to my heart and so for Erica trying to air out Denise okay <laughs> I'm not gonna I can't I cannot say this publicly but for anyone who's interested in my Erica Jane T just go there I did a Patreon episode in the title there's Erica Jane T like you for anyone who is subscribed which <laughs> Uh, patreon.com slash it's become a whole thing five dollars a month and you get an extra episode every week with me and sammy being extra unhinged um but this this chick is playing in vegas for two dollar tickets this is not a made-up stat i've seen people going for two dollars plus with the taxes it rounds up to five dollars and that's okay you can do a failed vegas run but those in um glass Vegas showrooms should not throw stones. So that's really come back to haunt her. Um, okay. So now on to another question about thoughts on the whole Kim and Courtney conflict. <laughs> In my mind, I heard that as conflict with a K. Uh, thoughts on their conflict and the not Courtney group chat. So here's an unpopular opinion or popular. I don't even know if any opinion on the Kardashians is unpopular. Actually, maybe liking them unabashedly, I guess at this point is, is popular, but Kim is someone who only airs out the issues, her own issues with Courtney. She doesn't get into anything about her personal life. We watched Kanye have a, a prolonged year long public, many years long public meltdown, many waves of them. And all we got were one or two scenes of Kim talking about how they fought over band-aids. You know, remember that she was like, oh, he wanted a beige band-aid and I didn't have one and we had a fight. And that's really it that and a fight over like what she was wearing in the Met Gala. That's it. And then when they were actually divorced, when she had no choice but to address it, we got some Kim crying scenes and her being like, I just want to keep it private for my kids. Okay. But then at the same time, you're castigating Courtney for saying, oh, she doesn't want to work. She doesn't want to be part of this show, part of this family, all this. 
And yet Courtney has been working. Courtney has been putting out every bit of her personal life with Scott from the beginning. Like, even though she's not the most charismatic character on the show, if you think about who has put forth their issues, Courtney, we saw Scott's uh, addiction, his cheating, their fights. We saw her give birth on camera twice. Like, who else was airing their shit out? Like, with with Chloe, like, Chloe started as this very dynamic person and the life has slowly been drained from her eyes. But we've gotten a few stilted scenes of her wiping her tears away, talking about the whatever infinite number of cheating scandals she's had with Tristan. And at the same time, we spent most of the airtime with them. Like we got to see with them hunting aliens. Like we had to watch them pretend hunt for aliens while they, we didn't know that they had a kid on the way via surrogate. And he had another kid on the way via um, one of his mistresses. And then Courtney's tired from carrying the show on her back. Um, she doesn't want to work because she doesn't have to. Like, why why is that? Why is that even a topic of discussion or conflict that a multimillionaire who never has to work another day in her life again doesn't want to work? Would you want to work in that situation? I know that's a question of like, if people won the lotto, would they still work? Some people say yes. I would say absolutely the fuck not. I would be doing pottery and... I don't know, uh, having a little garden and doing my embroidery and watching my stories all day. That's what I, I would be happy to do that. The people that say that they would get too bored if they weren't working, I would not. Uh, of all of my multitude of experiences in this world, I, I don't experience boredom. I am a hot mess express 99% of the time um, and am volatile and emotionally unstable but boredom is just not one of those issues i can entertain myself endlessly i think that's like an only child thing um maybe other only children would relate to that but yeah i can entertain myself um with nothing and my little my little <laughs> my, my little internet connection i'm good um so yeah i don't know why that's an issue but it's just it's just built and built and they fought. I mean, when I talk about airing out issues, like they're never going to fully, fully air out their issues. Like they're still, this is still the family that fully pretended Astroworld never happened. Um, Courtney and Kim aren't acknowledging that a lot of the tension, I'm sure, stems from how Travis had slept with Kim and had a big crush on her and basically talked in his memoir about moving to where he lives now to be closer to Kim, um, which is weird to then get with your sister but yeah they're not going to get into like that level of issue but as far as who has aired out their dirty laundry the most courtney by far of the whole family who am i wrong like is there anyone else that is there anything that i'm forgetting of people that have talked about in real time what's actually going on with them and like really uncomfortable truths um so that's my take on that <laughs> um okay now, next, I got a few questions it, about Dr. Taylor, Allison Swift. Is Taylor overexposed? Are Taylor and Travis PR? Um, is Taylor overexposed? Yes. I love, okay, I'm obsessed with, <laughs> so this week in the news, like, I don't know about you guys. Um, I've been crying hours every day um, and just doom scrolling and... I should probably just temporarily delete um, social media off my phone, um, but I can't look away. And then <laughs> in the middle is Taylor just popping up and like, hey guys, my movie sold out and I'm coming up with another limited edition vinyl. It's like, it's almost comforting in a way that like truly there could be an apocalypse. There could be war. It doesn't matter. Capitalist Taylor remains the same still pumping out her shit and still selling us her tchotchkes and like her <laughs> limited edition vinyls and like be like oh my god love it heiress tour are we all excited like nothing else we're thinking about right um <laughs> it's like 
okay, you know, it's nice to remember that there are some constants in the world. And that's one of them. Um, our Travis, our Taylor and Travis Kelsey PR. Yes, but not for the reasons most people are saying. Like the issue is that we're acting under the assumption that we have this universally understood definition of what a PR relationship is when we don't. I've been saying for a long time that the concept of PR couple, quote unquote, is nuanced, but like people act like, oh, if there's PR involved, it's bad. It's made up. It's fake. Guys, like when I say guys, I'm not, you guys are media savvy. I'm talking about like just the general internet. Everyone has a publicist. Everyone is doing it for the PR. It being anything that they're doing on public. Most people are paying attention and shaping that to what how the public might perceive it. People are assuming that people in a PR relationship have no attraction to each other and are being like led on, led to each other by like some shadowy boardroom deciding that they're going to be together like they're playing with dolls. And that's just not it. They will often like, I'm sure to me, Taylor and uh, Travis seem like they're smashing. Like that just seems like that's happening. But like, yeah, of course it's PR. Like she's not just like spontaneously going to his game and then they're riding off in like an open and like a Corvette with the, with the top down him wearing her merch in a getaway car. Like that didn't just happen spontaneously. Like it's not (laughs) celebrities hate to (laughs) hate to break it to like the um, people that have only gotten their news from like us weekly um, and taken it all verbatim. But like stars are not just like us. They're not, there, there's nothing like it's not like a normal couple where it's like oh what do you feel like doing this weekend like oh uh, maybe like going for dinner like oh, i guess we go to this restaurant no like it whatever they're doing that's going to be witnessed there are people involved like i have now had um the pleasure of getting to work with not a-listers and not even necessarily b-listers but just people in the public eye And just seeing how many people are involved in every decision of every post, every move, every out, like thing they wear, do say is shocking. Like even for me to see it firsthand was shocking and affirming and like, yeah, (sighs) nothing, nothing that that lady does is coincidence. Even the fact that we have almost as many photos of her fling with like Maddie Healy as we do with Joe, um, I remember when she was with Joe, they were <laughs> seeing um, people, seeing like Taylor and Joe's stan accounts, having to Photoshop photos of them together and being like, we love. <laughs> Got me. <laughs> but yeah, like at this point, we also probably have more photos of Taylor and Travis together than Taylor and Joe. Um, with Maddie Healy, she knows people kind of turned on her for a minute. Um, and then with Travis, like people are treating this as like a real life fairy tale. She's a very, she's a strategic, cold, calculated businesswoman who like also has real, um, feelings, you know, but that's, there's no, there's no accidents. Also when she got together with Joe at the beginning, that was in her, bad reputation era that was like the start of like taylor's a snake hashtag the whole kim and kanye recorded phone call scandal her pr strategy of laying low and kind of being mysterious was reflected also in her relationship with joe and it stayed that way throughout so yeah everything that we've witnessed from basically any of her relationships that she's put out in the public including just anytime they're out in public together, talking about each other, whatever it's, it's PR. Like if you take, okay. When you're, when you're listening to people debate online about like, is this PR a couple? Is this not like, if you take even two regular people, this is how like nuanced it could be. If you take two regular people, um, one wants to be with the other one, mostly for their money, but the other's fine with that. Is that a real relationship? Like, they have a vested interest in each other that is not love necessarily. And so basically how you define 
what is real will color like how you view Taylor's relationships and all celebrity relationships. Um, but yeah, they're not just like us. Um, okay. This, I'm going to keep this like, this is, I, I've talked already too much about this chick, but um, rank Taylor's boyfriends and girlfriends from best to worst. Um, I'm going to keep this really short. I'm not going to do a comprehensive list. Worst, Maddie Healy. Best, Diana Agron. Um, we like what's familiar to us. And for me, like a chaotic Jewish woman who likes to stir the pot, I'm like, yes, I clearly can relate to that. And that's who Diana is to her core. <laughs> um, personality wise. So I appreciate that. Um, okay. That's, that is that. That's, that's all for, uh, for that Q and A, um, or for the, the pop culture segment of our Q&A, we're going to have to take a quick break and we will be right back. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Okay, and we're back. And so um, now we're getting to the personal section. We're going to start, um, you know, when people say like, do you want the good news or the bad news first? Um, we're going to start with the good news, more just like the lighter fare, because how my life's actually been has been a, um, a shit show of a gong show of a, I don't know, uh, uh, I've used too many shits, but like a sh- bit of a shit sandwich um, mixed with some good. Okay, well, one one question at a time. First question um, is astrology readings, because I do astrology readings. I don't talk about this a ton. People can find me. You can find the link is in my Instagram bio or in every uh, episode description of the podcast. You can find a link to book. Basically, the question was, how deep does it go? And it's it's whatever you want it to be. No, but really. So I do 30-minute readings and 60-minute readings. Those are your two options. And you fill out a very brief intake. Um, Some people leave it blank. Some people write a lot of details. I'm good with either. But it's there to go as deep as you want. I'm not here to blast through topics that people don't want to get into. If some people come in with a very specific direction of where they want it to go and they wanted to address really certain themes. And so I will try to focus on that. Some people just want to keep it general. But we go through your chart. Obviously, in the 30 minutes, we can't get as deep as in the 60 minutes, um, but like it, it is challenging to quantify and describe just how deep it goes, but I would say that I'm trying to arm you with tools, um, tools that you can then use to understand astrology better yourself. Um, ways that you can then take to interpret your own chart 
so that it's not just me spewing facts at you. It's a way of understanding like a bit what some of the more complex jargon is, making it not so complex, um, making it more just easy to access and easy to understand. Um, For someone who doesn't have a huge interest in astrology and for people who do, then we get more into like the nitty gritty. Um, But yeah, the further you go down into your chart, there's like you could spend all day doing a chart reading. Um, But yeah, also some people just want to like sit and listen the whole time. Some people want to ask a lot of questions, Um, but it really is flexible and it really also is I think the way that it varies is why I just, it's one of my favorite things that I do is getting to sit and actually chat with you guys. Like not just me like talking to myself, like it always is. It's really wonderful. Um, so yeah, a link for that is in the show notes or in my Instagram bio or TikTok bio. Um, one of the questions said, you seem like a very compassionate person. Were you ever vegan? Thank you. Um, that's very kind of you. Uh, I was vegan. Okay. So I had 10 years of being veggie. Five of those were vegan. And that was from, uh, 14 to 24. And yeah, I was in my, okay. For anyone who was a little activisty and kind of grew up in the nineties and the two thousands, do you guys remember Adbusters? It was like this very like sick sad world fight the system (laughs) magazine that cost I don't know ten dollars at the time um but I would read it and be like yeah (laughs) yeah the man sucks um and now I I like this is please eat do whatever you want but I woke up one day and realized that mm, three quarters of the food I was eating was like packaged coconut things from like shipped from halfway across the world and I was like I think this kind of defeats what I'm what I'm trying to do here um so yeah and I'm also kind of making up for lost time now Sammy calls me a Fleischwolf which is a German for meat grinder because of how much meats I eat but it just fuels me um and you guys know I love my bone broth I have to post the recipe to that someday because um Bone broth season is starting for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere. We're going to keep our colds away. We're going to keep ourselves feeling good and cozy with bone broth. It's it's easy. Basically, basically like boil some bones. Okay, it's not just that, but it kind of is. I'll post my own version at some point. Um, you guys talked. Someone asked about merch and what I've got and what kind. Um, they're sweaters. I got sweaters and they will be coming out soon. And I'm saying this so that everyone listening you have now involuntarily just become my accountability buddy. I'm saying it out loud. The merch is coming out soon and it's going to be sweaters and they're going to be troll, troll, troll themed. I'm very, very excited. Uh, okay. Next is a question about Montreal, like a Montreal guide. Like what are my Montreal recommendations? Okay. So I have like an extensive list in my Instagram uh, highlights, MTL recommendations, I believe it's called. Go there for like very specific list of restaurants, list of places to go, things to do of all budgets. It is my favorite city. It is a place that you can go of, of any budget. And I also believe of any interest. Um, if you want to be artsy fartsy, you can do that. If you want to do fashion things, you can. Um, if you want to be like a NASCAR girly, there's like an F1 that takes over the city, you know, for a week in the summer, there's really something for everyone. My overall advice would just be go anytime in the summer, wander around and you will encounter a fun street festival or something like cool happening out in the street or in the parks. Like it's just so alive. And I remember a friend was visiting in the summer and we went to this park just to hang out and they they were like, Oh, is there an uh, like a big event happening today. I'm like, no, this is just, this is the park in the summer. Like everyone, people are like barbecuing. It's Quebec. So people are doing circus acts. Like it's, and that's just people seize the day. Like there's no tomorrow when we live in a frozen hellish city for seven months out of the year. Although I think I guess a bit less now with climate change. I don't know. TBD. Um, but yeah, to be safe, weather-wise go from May to September. May to September. Don't go earlier. 
Um, and maybe fall, like maybe October. It's nice out right now, but it's a gamble. But ideally summer. Um, okay. And um, I got some com- Okay. So I got a comment saying like, I miss you and I miss your content. And another one saying like, this is so sweet. I thought if it's not too triggering, how's your dad? Um, so sweet. I don't know. Both of those were connected in my mind. So I haven't been putting out content consistently on TikTok um, or really on Instagram or anything for mm, on and off for a year. Not that anyone really cares, but it's just something where I've been laying low because I've got I've got limited finite energy right now. Like this whole this whole podcast, it's something I've been so public talking about is that I started this whole thing, all the content creation, which the podcast is an extension of, to deal with just the needing a distraction um, from my dead mom and um, all of the delays that I've had in like even just having a funeral because it happened in, for anyone who's new. <laughs> I got a dead mom. She died in 2020. It was very inconvenient timing wise for um, most normal things that happen after someone passes away. But the issue that I talked about sort of briefly, um, but haven't really gotten into because I'm still just trying to wrap my head around it is that we went from one a dying parent right into the next. It's not great. <laughs> I would say it's not great. Um, it's just me. I'm an only child. And so like I knew, I think from a young age that if, you know, when my parents got older, like it would be kind of on me to woman the fort, man the fort, what, like just, uh, yeah, just keep an eye on everything. Um, but I, like, obviously I didn't realize that it would be sooner in the timeline than anticipated, but shortly after, or I guess when my mom was sick, um, like my dad was off, which obviously anyone would be if their wife was dying. Um, but I was sort of, I was like, okay, I don't know if I'm going to get him back. Um, and I was thinking at that point, like there's maybe a 50, 50 chance that like the person I know might be kind of gone. Um, turn, okay. So it just turns out he has dementia and it's progressing a lot quicker than I think anyone could have like anticipated. Um, I watched this interview with Bruce Willis's wife who is talking about how like she, you know, she doesn't know how much Bruce Willis is like aware of his condition. And I just like, I related so much to something like I wouldn't have understood what she was saying had I not been in that experience. But I get it because she was also saying something that I was like, oh yeah, I'm so in the trenches of it. Like I I don't even, I don't even like remember what I didn't know not that long ago about this whole thing. But it's not just a memory loss for anyone who's dealt with dementia. Like it sucks so bad. It's not memory loss. It's like it it is your frontal cortex, which it it's the fr- part of your brain that governs your perception of yourself, lots of personality. Um, so your personality changes and a lot of depression, anxiety, like paranoia, it's just never ending. And it's so cruel. And it feels like, uh, like, I mean, he's living independently. I don't love that, but that's basically why I moved was to be closer to him and try to keep an eye on him as much as possible. Um, but it's like, it's like wrangling like a teenager who kind of has their own house down the road um, and who thinks they know what's best for them, but they don't. So it's a crazy season of life right now, just trying to process that. And so, yeah, so I don't like, uh, also there's like a limited lifespan with this illness. And so I'm dealing with all this as best I can. I'm actually dealing with it better than I would have thought. If you had told me about the situation theoretically of like everything about life from the last couple years, I would have been like, no, I couldn't handle that. Um, but I don't know, like maybe, maybe it's just being someone who's constantly stressed and worried about the worst case scenario that now, like this is my version of a worst case scenario. Um, and so it's almost like, 
my system is calm because that's what it's been searching for. Do you know what I mean? Um, but for the person who asked about this and asked if it's, you know, if it's not too triggering to talk about, it's never triggering for me to talk about this because this is the stuff that I'm dealing with every day. It's so normal for me to talk about, but it, what's so weird and anyone who has lost someone or who's dealing with like caregiver or anything or who's sick themselves can relate to is that one of the most difficult parts is fielding other people's reactions. It's ongoingly one of the most difficult parts. You never know how people are going to react, who's going to be uncomfortable. You don't want to make people uncomfortable. You don't want to make the situation weird. It's awkward for everyone. Um, and so I just default kind of don't really talk about it. Also, I like my stuff is mostly pop culture, so I don't get a ton into it. Um, also, I'm just figuring out a lot of it as as it goes. Um, but yeah, like we have, um, you know, we have some nice moments together. Um, I actually spoke with a friend who used to work with dementia patients and they recommended doing puzzles. Um, and so I just got a puzzle and it's like this nice little, it's nice to have like a project. It's also nice because for the person themselves, they want to feel like useful. Like it's scary for them. Um, but if anyone is going through a similar situation, this is something that um, I heard via a nurse who works with dementia patients, which is that it's it's actually worse for the family members than the patient themselves. And when I first heard that, I was like, oh, great. <laughs> Another thing's worse for me. But it, it, it actually is comforting to me because you don't want that person to be like suffering. Like it's hard for you to watch that situation unfold. But it is actually comforting to know that like they're not fully aware of what's going on. So it's actually a bit of a buffer of protection for them, you know? So yeah, my, <laughs> um, my life, it's kind of crazy. No, but it, it, it has been. So that's what we're trying to balance right now, along with paying the bills. So that's fun and casual and cool. Um, okay. We're going to, we're going to end on a fucking high note. Okay. We're ending on a nice high note, which is what are you feeling good about? What am I feeling good about? It's a really, I love, we love, well, also, okay. So again, with talking about like people's reactions, I've had to explain my situation to so many people. And so, yeah, even saying on the podcast, I'm like, fuck, you know, I'm just putting this, I'm just putting this in with like my normal reality show, pop culture fodder um so i don't know i'm like well i guess if anyone's triggered they probably would just turn it off by now um but i'm feeling good about hmm, my my chosen family um my friends like i've i've always had a really small family and also like you know to varying degrees of like i've been like i lived on the other side of the country for most of like the last decade you know, and so my friends have just been my my whole little world and they continue to be really wonderful. Um, and I put a lot of love and energy into fostering those relationships. Um, and yeah, I think I think um, when I was in my early 20s, like having someone in their 30s or 40s I think telling me how like, oh, all those friendships will go away. Like, I think it made me put effort into those friendships the way that people would into like relationships of just like maintaining them keeping keeping them going like even when people are far away like um I like making sure like I don't know we just catch up um stay connected um and this is this feels so annoying to say but it's just it's my truth I'm sorry my relationship um it's been really nice um it's my two-year anniversary in uh two days um, and yeah, I think we, Oliver and I moved in together in July and like we focused almost solely on the negative. Like we were just mostly talking about our concerns because we love our alone time so much. And we're just like, I don't know. We're just older glib people than when we once were. So we're like, here are our concerns. Like just being so factual, but like with a negative slant and then moved in and we're like, oh, um, it's actually going well. Uh, and I didn't know that I could feel this peaceful in a dynamic. 
like, and this was, okay, this was something that Sammy would always tell me in my past, like, dysfunctional relationships where she was like, they, you shouldn't be with someone who's, like, intimidating you or, like, raising their voice to you or talking down to you. And it sounds so stupidly obvious to me now, but it was not obvious for so long. And so I'm saying this, if there's anyone who, like, just thinks this is like normal behavior or like not think you know what I mean like anyone who's like oh yeah of course you have to accept that because that's what comes with the whole deal of being in a relationship um it just doesn't have to and I didn't know that fully until it was like in front of my face where I'm like yeah I could not picture like voices being raised like um my feelings not being like respected just all of these things that have been really joyful and nice in the whole uh craziness of my life like I can't I can't imagine being someone else and coming into my life when things were kind of bad and have just continued to get worse and more dramatic like I'm telling you guys like a very quick cliff notes version of everything but you could imagine like there's day-to-day like crying and just needing to vent and all of the mess that comes with it Oliver feels most of that, um, and that's very nice of him. And, I mean, also, like, let's be real. I'm a catch, so it's a small price to pay. Uh, But, yeah, it's been really nice. Um, And my dog, um, Sid, um, he's nine. He has promised me that he will live forever, which is great. Um, Yeah, and I love him more than anything in this world. So just ending it on a nice, healthy note. Um, (laughs) all right, guys, this has been so nice to just sit down and just chat with you guys and just catch up. And I love you so much. And I will see you next week. If you enjoy this episode, hit me with a five-star review on Spotify and Apple. We're like, I think I'm like three reviews away from 500 reviews on Spotify. So if you could just give me a five-star review, um, or download this episode. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, love you guys. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.